All right, here we go. We are live again. Welcome to Double Fault. Where two faults don't make an ace, I am Pratap. And I'm Gruto. Hey. All right. Yeah. How are you, uh, man? Uh, uh, things are fine, I guess. Uh, weather, weather is fantastic today, bro. I don't know how about fantastic you, but... Fantastic to sleep, right? Fantastic to sleep, right? right? Fantastic to sleep, bro, but... Man, I tell you, uh, we... I mean, if you think about specs, right? They, they are probably getting smashed right now, bro. I don't even know whether they managed to play today, man. Yeah, bro. All the six... All your first to six game or whatever, I don't know. They're probably going to water it down, lah, I guess. Yeah, but... Dude, that's a scheduling nightmare, man. Right there. Scheduling nightmare. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be um, our organizers right now. Uh. Bro, I, I would not be able to sleep, man. Dude, like, because it's an entire day, bro. I mean, I don't know, uh, but I mean, since morning, which I assume we ran from morning until, uh, I don't know, we ran yeah. until 6. Dude, that's, that's 10 hours of tournament time gone, man. Oh my god. true. Uh, well, you know, Ryuto. I know, first of all, for everyone who's joining us today, thank you so much for being here. Uh, really nice to have you with us on this wonderful Wednesday evening. Okay, Ryuto, what is happening latest with you, man? Like, what, what's up? Anything interesting happened this week? Anything interesting happened this week? I, I don't know, man. Uh, school holiday started, but I guess that doesn't apply to me. I'm not having the holiday, I guess. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I miss those times, but uh, I don't know. But you, anything? I mean, is there anything in particular that happened to you? Dude, I was waiting for you to tell everyone that we're back to five people, bro. Oh, we're back to five people? Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Completely forgot about that, man. Yeah, oh. I mean, happiest days of our life, bro. Felt, felt like Christmas came early, right? Yeah. Now we're able to do doubles without taking tests after tests, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I wonder if that project actually, uh, actually took off. Like, did people... Was it a high uptick? I'm sure there were, but like, you know, a, a, a lot of people that really wanted to do doubles. I don't oh, know. They to do doubles until they do ART, bro. Whew. That's, is that, that is commitment. It's $10 per, per ART, bro. Would you have done yeah. that? That's $40, you know, across the court. Yeah, man. More expensive than a court booking, bro. Exactly, bro. $40. That's a hotel booking right there, man. What hotel are you going to, bro? $40. That's very cheap, bro. <laughs> okay, la. Fine. Half, half, half an hour. But, but that's amazing, man. But, you know, uh, let's let's not talk about all these kind of, you know, uh, minor stuff. You know, I mean, we're already in the future. We're doing, you know, five packs. I guess everyone's living the life right now. So, uh, I mean, we can just jump straight into our topic today for, for our viewers, which is, uh, I guess, a relevant topic to viewers, which is, you know, uh, we're serving to you guys the topic of tennis viewership. That's like, right. That's, that's, I mean, I need to clap for myself for a moment there. Oh, being a viewer, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I want to just get things started, you know, kick things off by talking about viewership for tennis. So, uh, it's something that probably uh, people are, want, are thinking about. They're not very sure what to do. Uh, it could be declining. It could be going up. But my, my uh, personal research suggests that Viewership is actually on the decline. I'm not sure about you. Uh, and I guess if viewership is on the decline, that's, that's definitely a cause for concern because viewership generally translates to interest. And so as a coach, as a tennis uh, lover and enthusiast, that's obviously a big problem for me. Uh, because if kids are busy watching TikTok, then uh, I'm, a, I'm definitely very concerned. 
What What about you, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, the first thought that came to my head when we both decided that we want to do this topic, right, was when was the last time you watched a tennis match? Rito, why don't you answer me that first? When's the last time you watched a full tennis match, yeah? Okay, so th- when you ask me when was the last time I watched a tennis match, I can tell you that I have been watching tennis match- matches. But okay. if you're asking me for the full tennis match where I grab a giant bag of potato chips and a 1.5 litre Coke, sit down on my on my de- my living room and watch the TV, uh, bro, I, I, I don't know how long it has been, man. Like, it's been years since I actually watched from the first point to the last point, minus all the toilet breaks. Lah, of course, if you, if you insist that I don't take toilet breaks, then never in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you are, well, in, I thought I was not much of a viewer, but that's because the last time I watched a tennis match was actually uh, Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal. Dude, that's like for decades the, ago. For the French Open, bro. For the oh, French Open. Sorry, sorry. That's the last time I watched the full match. So I'm quite surprised you... Okay, okay, interesting. I mean, highlights don't talk. La. We yeah. both probably watch highlights every day. Yeah, we all watch highlights for sure, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I catch like, you know, maybe a few games, uh, maybe a set sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Like especially, you know, Grand Slams, five sets. Uh, I don't think I've actually sat through an entire match, you know. Like, I mean, I didn't like set aside time to just go like, okay, I'm going to watch this match tonight. I don't care whether whether the match point is played at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. I'm going to watch. I don't think that's ever happened. It's always been like a, uh, a side thing for me. Okay. And I mean, for our local viewers, those in Singapore, right? Like, I think a lot of people have access to Grand Slams. Like watching Grand Slam on TV, uh, right? To Grand I think Slam, the US is the toughest. Access to Grand Slam is a very different meaning. No? I thought they are watching Grand Slams live, bro. I mean, they are in the comfort of their own home. Yeah. You know, according to Singtel, probably that's real access. Uh. Like, wow, <laughs> unlimited 5G support access. I don't know. But yeah, so, um, you know, probably like, if you ask me, right, like Australian Open is very accessible because the timing. Wimbledon is not too bad as well. Yeah. Uh, French Open a bit tough, US Open a bit tough, you know. But um, yeah. I don't know. Any? Do you subscribe personally to the to like the ATP Masters and stuff like that? So are you talking about tennis TV, the the channel online, or are you talking about like my Singtel? Well, uh, well, Singtel. I know they only offer the Grand Slam, okay, and then I know StarHub offer everything. I think. Uh, then I have, uh, I have StarHub la. I have StarHub. Lucky you. Yeah. So, um. I don't know. I think there's also ATP TV, right? Yeah. ATP TV as well. So, I don't know. Do you subscribe to that? Yeah, so, okay. So, here's my story, bro. Here's my family. In fact, I'm going to bring my entire family in right now. So, be careful. Home, like, whenever there is a tennis tournament happening, more often than not, uh, the TV will just be running. Like, you'll just see the matches go from like, whenever the TV says it's on till, till the end. Uh, I mean, or at least until we want to sleep. Right? So, uh, but no one watches. Just, no one watches. I mean, we do watch, but we just get catch catch peaks. You know, let's say you're walking across the TV, or oh, okay. someone is there. You know, we're kind of like taking turns over the sofa, but no one really okay. like at home sits and watches through the entire thing. Yeah. So I understand. I understand. But, but I I would like to believe that I'm a viewer. I I hope so. I'm not sure whether I meet your high standards, bro. But I like. I think I meet mine. I, I think according to um, StarHub, right, you definitely are a viewer, bro, because you're <laughs> on the TV and leave it on, right? So today's statistics, we have a very strong tennis viewer here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, that's how I, I, I watch uh, tennis, I guess. Like, I, 
I don't really watch highlights, but I just turn around, I can just see maybe it's an ace or, or it's a or the winner or whatever, you know, but I generally yeah. have tennis running on my screen when I mean on my TV whenever. What about yourself, man? Well, for me, I mean, unfortunately, because uh, I, you know, my whole family is pretty busy, I guess. Yeah. So tennis happens uh, from, I think, only when we know very specifically there's a very big match happening, you know. Uh, we don't actually pay attention to the smaller match. Probably we follow the hype. Lah. We are real tennis fans, bro. We were not like totally into the whole like tennis enthusiast where probably like, you know, we watch every single tennis match like you, you know, nothing wrong, by the way, <laughs> just, just saying. So like, but we're probably like more like engaged with the top players playing mm. each other. Although I must say the top players when they play each other can be quite conservative at times. Huh? So that's a, that's another thing altogether. But probably I'm the kind of guy that, you know, like if there's a top match happening, right? Uh, maybe like Rafa and Federer. Not sure that that's going to happen again. But that's the kind of thing that will make me up at 3am to watch. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, why why we, I guess, wanted to talk about this today, right? Is because I think I, I've been making this assumption or like, not an assumption, a guess that people nowadays don't really watch tennis matches. Like, okay. I, I think uh, people around me who are who play tennis, you know, they are every tennis player, player playing two, three times a week, but uh, I don't really think all of them watch uh, the tennis matches. And I mean, I, I thought that that uh, some, causes some cause of concern, you know, because people aren't watching tennis. I don't know what the hell they're watching. Probably anime, lah, you know, but... Uh, and K- Korean drama, probably these two things, man. It's Korean drama and Japanese anime. I, I don't think it's anything else. Yeah. You could have gone with something a bit more, like, big or maybe a bit more, like, Popular, maybe you say watch Netflix. <laughs> I mean, th- those are all on Netflix, bro. That's kind of true. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, true. It's all on Netflix, but so I, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm gonna guess that Singapore's tennis viewership could be going down, and possibly, or you know, what we mentioned just now, worldwide could be actually going down as well. I mean, what do you think about yeah. all this, dude? It's really sad. I, I mean, part of me is quite sad that we're having this conversation, we're having this podcast on this topic because. Um, when I was growing up and whenever I get the chance, right? When I was growing up, uh, like your situation, I would have tennis on TV as well. So probably like from, you know, my parents, my dad or anyone watching when there's tennis on TV, we will watch, you know, and it's a very surreal experience because, you know, my dad will tell me, you see how this fella stand this way, you know, see how we get ready, that kind of conversation. So it's it's pretty special in that way for me. Um, But that kind of, that kind of like moved away. And I, I, I don't know why. We can all say that we got busy. But unfortunately, I make time for soccer. Hey, watching soccer. I love this so, guy. Yeah. So I watch... Uh, some people might call it football. I call it soccer. So some people might disagree with me. But whatever that is. Um, but regardless, right? I make time for like football or soccer. And I watch them live and I'm very excited about it. So the the real question is why? And it's not like I don't like tennis. I actually love tennis a lot. So the question is why? And the answer to it is for me, sometimes the timing don't match. Sometimes it's too long. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't say it gets boring, but it's not very exciting. Yeah. You know, it's not very exciting. You know, unless Nick Kyrgios is on court, la, yeah. then it's like very, very exciting. 
You never know what's going to happen, bro. That's like watching a thriller movie. Yeah, bro. He might just grab the camera and start recording the other opponent after. I don't know. He might do something very crazy. So, I don't know. Is that what tennis is missing? A crazy person? We need someone very controversial. Hmm. Uh, so, man, like, so I, I think, like, we, we talked about so You mentioned so many things. Like, if, for a moment, you felt like you were counseling yourself as to why you don't watch tennis, bro. So, I, yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting. But, uh, look, man, sometimes I tune in to watch football as well. I, I, I think it's really nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, Whereas for tennis, right, I, I also find myself uh, struggle to watch three, four hours of tennis, especially Grand Slam finals. Maybe I have ADHD, I don't know, like, maybe, you know. But uh, it's, it's, it's maybe the way, like you mentioned, right, it's possibly the way the sport is done that, that doesn't capture viewers. Whereas football, right, it's, the ball is live, like nonstop, the ball is being kicked around. Uh, uh, except for free kicks and penalties. Lah. But even then, when it's a free kick slash penalty in, near the goal, people are starting to feel the hype. Whereas for tennis, uh, every point is start and stop. There is no continuation. The only continuation is something that's dead, which is our scoreboard. Whereas, mm. like, you know, when it's football, you know, uh, set piece in front of the penalty box or something like that, I'm so glad I don't do football. I don't know what the heck I'm saying right now. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, but okay. you know, there's hype. There's that you know people are like, oh, is he gonna score? Is Ronaldo gonna bend it like Beckham or whatever? I don't know. But I'm sorry lah. I, I I I grew up with that generation of football. But so whereas tennis is very start and stop. So does that is that something that can capture people in this day and age? I I think that's one of the reasons. You know, um, you talk about start and stop. What about the noise level? Like, you know, before every point, player expects everyone to be quiet. Yeah. I, I, it kind of makes sense. If you're shouting, ah, 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 you know, like, out of nowhere, right? Just before the person serve, that's going to be very distract- yeah. destructive. You know, but what if you're constantly, like, cheering, like, soccer, and then yeah. it's like, con- like in, in football, right? No one's going to be everyone so quiet. Then just before you kick the ball, like, ah, you know, so yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. So, I don't know, but I want to think outside the box here and... Like, is being quiet a factor here? Like, maybe if we had very high noise level in, in tennis matches and give you that, that, that whole connection to the sport, maybe that could be helpful. I have an I have a, I have a, I have a example, okay? I'm not sure if you remember, um, they, they, had, they had this ATP Cup where all the countries came together in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happened right this year. And then last year as well, I, I, I can't remember, it's been a couple of editions already. Ah, okay. So, yeah, sorry, I missed this year. <laughs> Not a good viewer, <laughs> I see. <laughs> sorry. Was well, this like a confession podcast, bro? <laughs> this doesn't feel like a, 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 a counseling or therapy or something. Uh. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I, I confess, I have not been watching uh, my, my tennis. Uh. I've been a bad tennis player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, anyway, anyway, like, um, that whole ATP Cup, right? Yeah. I, I felt so connected. I mean, I was wishing Singapore was playing, but Singapore is not there. So, you know, <laughs> I was happy to see Australia and you see how Nick Kyrgios was, you know, with his team and, you know, was like celebrating and there's so much like team spirit, I would say. And I, I don't know, I felt really connected and the crowd was going crazy as well. You know, and of course, that particular 
ATP Cup, I remember Serbia winning, you know, uh, Novak's team, the one that you like very much. Oh yeah, I so, love you guy. <laughs> you so, know, yeah. You know what, wait, I'm going to hold you there. You know what my family calls uh, the Djokovic? You know, you know. Uh, please be nice, please be nice. <laughs> you know the brush, uh, those giant brushes, right? The one that you scrub the floor or whatever, they're like massive with a lot of bristles, right? Bro, that's what Djokovic's hair looks like, bro. In, in Japanese, right, we call it Tawashi, bro. We call him the Tawashi head, bro. Because his head looks like a giant brush because of his hair, bro. I'm, I'm sorry for everyone who doesn't get that, bro. But we find that... I'm sorry for all the Novak fans listening right now. I mean... <laughs> I, I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> okay, that, I learned something new today. So, you know, I feel like googling Novak and how he looks like right now. But I'm going to put that aside for later. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean... So, that was kind of exciting. So, my question to you is... uh. Do we need to continue to keep tennis matches very silent? Or do we think that's something that we need to explore? Well, I mean, like you said, right? Imagine you're taking a football penalty, dude. Everyone is just screaming and shouting and cussing at you, telling you to either miss or or telling you better goddamn score that score that goal, that kind of stuff, right? But uh dude, I mean if if people are taking penalties under this kind of pressure and noise, I mean maybe I don't even know, maybe your opponents are heckling you behind. I'm not even sure about that. So, uh, if if footballers are able to maintain that kind of composure, you know, it's it's a it's a single shot. Usually, it's a single shot, right? I mean, you kick is either a goal or a miss or a save, and then open play. But you know, can can we enforce that kind of standard in tennis? M- maybe we should, you know, because uh, I mean, maybe that's the you're right, right about the silence and everything. People, you know, are all just keeping quiet, and then there's no hype, there's no there's no feel to to the the atmosphere in the tennis man is because everyone's just keeping silent and bro I'm going to ask you a question when we talk about tennis we call it the gentleman's sport I'm sure have you, have you heard that before? ah uh, yeah I have you I... heard of people calling football the gentleman's sport bro? they uh, they have called it the hooligan sport bro <laughs> that's what I remember uh. so yeah. uh yeah exactly right so uh I mean I think it's because we are also tied down to this so-called image where we need to be the the gentleman sport or something. So like a lot of prim and proper and silence and everything. So I think that this this thing is dragging us down a little bit. You know, I'm so glad you kind of brought that up because you just explained a demographic of that kind of viewer. But are we still engaging that kind of viewer? Is our viewer, is that viewer base the 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 one that we should be targeting tennis to like i mean i i know a lot of players and i know a lot of upcoming players and who are not exactly gentlemen or you know that kind of prim and proper i mean they are to a certain level of course but we're not so like oh can i have a cup of tea and then you know that kind of thing you know like it's all it's not very prim and proper right we don't have a butler next to you and stuff like that so i i i don't know I mean, back when tennis was very early on, uh, like, you know, the olden days of Wimbledon, you know, tennis was like very prim and proper, a gentleman sport and everything like that. And the people who viewed are probably the very high class, very rich end people. But right now, tennis is moving away from being that very high class and high society style. We're moving to a little bit, I wouldn't say it's accessible to everyone, but it's becoming more middle income. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's because we're in Singapore. 
Uh, I think tennis courts are ridiculously cheap here, bro. What, 350 or 950 an hour for public courts? Bro, I, I, I don't know if I've told you this before, but in Japan, it's 40, 50 dollars per hour, bro. I mean, in like, in like Tokyo, which I guess Singapore and Tokyo are like about the same because we're both like city-state. Yeah, so yeah. 50, 40, 50 dollars, Singapore is a quarter of that. So I think it's cheap. And there are rackets. We, we pay 200 here. They pay 300. So I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think there's any question that is, is very, very accessible right now in Singapore. I'm not sure about overseas in the US, but I'm guessing Singapore is definitely a accessible place. Lah. Yeah, it is. It is. So, like, about the viewers, the viewers are also going to be a different class, right? Like, they're not going to be all of high society and stuff. Like, I would assume, I would assume that even for golf, not that I watch any golf, but even golf is turning to a little bit of a middle-class society as well. I you know, see. of course, they're a little bit more expensive. Mm. Their barrier to entry is quite high. But tennis isn't isn't that high. So I would say that, let's just assume, for argument's sake, that the middle-income society have access to tennis. Are we organizing tennis tournaments to cater to the needs to engage the middle-income people? Mm. Yeah, I mean... That's, that's something to... That's a very complex question. I wish... I don't even know how to answer that, man. I don't know how to answer that, bro. But uh, in terms of catering to the... To the to, to, you know, to a different group of people who are entering the sport, I think perhaps that is one of the problems that we need to look into. I, I think you're yeah. right. And, you know, okay, so I mean, I'm, I'm going to switch it up a little bit right now because we actually have a comment by Mr. Fedaros. Who, who talks about uh, you know having setting a time limit to tennis matches instead? So mm. uh, football is generally played over ninety minutes, right? Then your additional time and sometimes extra time is necessary. Basketball is what twelve minutes over four quarters, and MMA has five minutes over five rounds, according to him. Uh, uh firstly, thank you for those for that. Uh, I did not know that about basketball, especially. Uh, so he's he's wondering if we could do a time limit for tennis. So I thought that's very interesting. But before I even talk about it, he would like to correct you that it is called football and not soccer. So I think you got yourself a hater right there, man. Oh, uh, first of all, uh, Mr. Fidawos, thank you very much for joining us. Um, uh, I, I will stand corrected for this podcast and say that, yes, technically he's right, but not according to US people. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so but, um, time I, yeah, go ahead, man. Time limit. Well, before that, I'm just, I mean, I'm impressed with this guy. I mean, he watched a lot of sports. Huh? <laughs> this TV is probably on 24-7, bro. Yeah, yeah, he, he can rival you. Huh? But uh, time limit for tennis, that's kind of interesting. That's going to be quite a very, in my perspective, it's going to be a bit challenging uh, because we are very used to playing to a score and not yeah. playing to time. Right. So, and in fact, there are some matches. So, average tennis match, if it's best of three sets, goes to about one point five hours to two hours. That's yeah. the average. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. Okay. Yeah. Then after that, uh, for a best of five set match, you can go up to three hours. Oh, sometimes I think I would say four, man. If it's not a three zero. Easily. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It can go up to four, and that's kind of long. And you know, time limit. I'm glad that some that you know we we brought it up because cricket is a very long sport. Okay, cricket, according to my recent research, is they're played over wait, what do we have here? Five days? Three to five days, bro. And each day is six hours. 
So they're way longer than tennis. Okay, and what happened was cricket was also losing a lot of viewers. What they did was they came up with a, a format. It's called T uh, Twenty, which basically shortens the whole cricket game to about three hours. The entire cricket game is shortened to three hours, and it is growing like growing crazily. So, like in India, they have this IPL which is the Indian Premier League, which basically have about 10 city-states that compete in this league, like an EPL league. And they play three-hour matches, round-robin, a double round-robin. You know, so they... And it's going crazy. Everyone is excited about it. Is The fans are filling up stadiums. Uh, TV, TV uh, broadcasters are paying billions of dollars just to host their matches and stuff on various platforms. Uh... And they're making a lot of money and it's keeping or rather it's re-engaging the current viewers and probably getting new viewers on as well. So I think that's a great thing to have. But what are your thoughts? So wait, so the match is three hours fixed like football. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it is. It's fixed. Wow. Okay. So I mean, I, I personally do not understand cricket at all, man. Like, I, I have hey, tried... Hey, neither do I, bro. I neither do I. I know nothing. I know that they throw the ball a certain way yeah. and they must hit one of the three sticks, I think, and they win everything. Oh, oh I know one thing. If they hit the stick, they call it sixer. They oh. got six... I don't know whether it's six points or they get six can of beers. I don't know what it is. But they get something in six. So, that's no all I know about cricket. I'm really sorry if you're a cricket fan out there. So, yeah, but... Yeah, please go ahead. So, uh, I think it's interesting that a sport has decided to change so much uh, uh, with uh, their sport. I mean, like, they set a time limit. That's, that's, I would say that's an, an entire revamp of the sport. Considering that, I guess, now there's a massive following, I would believe that everyone, the majority of cricket viewers are probably watching the IPL. So, for, for the, fact that they, the fact that they revamped the entire sport is a very, very bold move. But, actually... To give further perspective, I'm uh, sorry to cut you here, man. Yeah, dude. dude, it's so big that US, right, the US Cricket Association or whatever, their NSA for cricket in US, decided to start their own league, bro. Wow. That's how crazy, that's how crazy it is. Alright. So, yeah, man, please carry on. No, so, I mean, I, I was talk- I was thinking, like, uh, the thing, okay, I mean, I, I hope this doesn't come out rude or anything, but India is literally the home of cricket. Like, there is so many people there. Like mm, that, that, yeah. that uh, watch and play cricket, they are they make up a massive, massive percentage. Probably more than fifty percent of the people who watch cricket. That's my guess, All right? And, yeah, okay. and and that's the assumption I'm gonna make. And for my for my like, explanation, so maybe they have it a little bit easier when it comes to making this kind of rule change. But for okay. tennis, right? We have like maybe ten percent of the players are from US, five percent are from Australia, another fifteen percent from Spain. So. It's very difficult, right, for a country, a tennis association of a specific country, to make such a rule change and expect a worldwide uh, domino effect for everyone to follow. I- I'm not sure whether you get where I'm going with this. So, uh, you will need uh, a massive like percentage of people such that it becomes the majority, such that everyone feels the need to, oh, I, I need to follow this, you know, versus like... Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to see whether you're going to follow. If they don't follow, I'm going to look like a fool or something. So maybe that's why they don't really change the rules. Because when was the last time that tennis changed the rule? Like football, they, they changed the offside rule or something. They added VAR. 
Dennis added yeah. Hawkeye, I guess. But beyond that, did we really change the rule? We still have two serves. We still can hit a forehand and backhand. Pretty much nothing has changed, Dennis, in the past, I don't know how many years. Well, I feel that... Okay, you, you, you brought up a really good point. I mean, yeah. Like, we're talking about one particular country and how they adapt to their sport, right? That's yeah. a very good point, Rito. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from with that. So, with regards to, like, tennis viewers, of course, you cannot please everyone. But maybe we can actually start off with a particular city, maybe one of the masters or one of the challengers or something like that, one of the w- WTA event as well, and make it a time-based event. Not all, but let's see what happens from there, you know. And and uh, I I feel that that maybe it could be something interesting, you know. Maybe that kind of approach where we test it out, not totally change it. Like you know, like they introduced Hawkeye, so all the major competition got Hawkeye, right? Yeah. You know, so that that was a that was a major change. Yeah. But maybe like we do it like. You know, like for the five Challenger 500 or something, you know, and it doesn't really affect too much, you know. Yeah. So, like, one reason why they have the best of five sets in a Grand Slam is because they want you to know that this is a major, this is a different type of event that requires, you know, a certain level of player. If you can't last and you cannot play to win three sets, you shouldn't be winning the Grand Slam. That's the mentality I'm getting. Yep. You know, of course, I don't speak on behalf of any Grand Slam, but... That's that's the. I mean, you we will know, right? Grand slams, huh? Yeah, so that's the that's the vibe I'm getting, You yeah. know, so, and of course the challengers and and stuff, the masters, they are gonna be like best of three sets. You know, you just win two sets, you win a match. We don't touch you for the. We don't don't expect too much from that. Yeah. So, I I feel that maybe they wanna consider maybe one event. They have to try something different. If what you say at the start of the podcast was, you know what, there's a decline and there's something that we need to do about it, then maybe this is, could be one approach. You know, we talked about, oh, you know, when the match going to finish for five hours, I'm not going to sit all the way. We're really giving the answer and the, the problem that we're saying. You know, so I, I feel that we need to start somewhere. You yeah. know, we need to try it out. So this could be an option. We don't have to do it across all tournaments. But it could be something like a challenger where we do something like that. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I heard what you are talking about challenger, but, you know, I, I, I realized that there is a flaw in, in the idea of trying out on a challenger. So, I, I, I think that one of the biggest obstacles that players are going to face is if I'm a up-and-coming player, which I never will be, just saying, uh, and I want to look to get in, break into the ATP, I wouldn't sign up for your challenger because it's something that I've never done in my life before. There's only it's only one or a couple. I, I'm looking to secure points. I'm not going to jeopardize my career by participating in this uh, different tournament that could be a circus or something. I, I don't know. Uh, stuff like that. So it, it's going to be very challenging. But instead, I, I, I was looking at a, a different direction. So do you notice that like... I mean, no, sorry. I, I'm sure you know. Grand Slams, best of five. Uh, yeah. Every other tournament is always best of three. I think that yeah. was a change that was made. You know, it was a minor change that changed maybe 20 years ago. But uh, here's the thing. like Apart from this knockout style, and then, uh, of course, the ATP finals, which is a little bit of a round robin and then a knockout, 
Uh, do you realize that all tennis top formats for all the tournaments are exactly the same? It is just a best a round of 64 and then knock on, knock on, knock on until you become the champion. Whereas mm-hmm. like there are other formats that we could we could explore. Uh, round robins, uh, well, double elimination, stuff like that. There are, there are different formats that tournaments can explore but have not explored. And I think that the onus is on the, the tournaments to well, not tournaments, but your tournament organizers to come up with new ideas to try to make their tournament unique, right? Like right now, the so-called selling point of tournaments is actually their venue. Like I want to go to Dubai to play a tournament. I want to go to, I don't know, Shanghai to play a tournament. But what about what about the format? Why don't they just change the format? Yeah, so that's that's one of the one of the things that I I wish that they tried because. Uh, different formats will be interesting. ATP Cup, look at what happened. Uh, Nito ATP Finals, they're both different. I, I thought yeah. that people might be interested if something's different. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The format change uh, definitely uh, bring a different dimension to the sport. But again, uh, do we need more of it? Do we need more of the ATP Cup? Do we need more of the 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 you know the ATP Finals as well? Do we need more of that? Like, and I feel the answer is yes. And one of that should be the time base. We should try it out. For me, it's, I, I'm a fan of the time base. Ever since I, I did my research, I, I feel strongly that we should try out the time base. We've got nothing to lose. And at least we know, and players know that, okay, to a certain level, you know, I got this match to play. It's either I reach this point or I, I don't know. I'm not going to get into the details of it. Yep. That's up to the organizers to go and figure out. But in my perspective, time-based might be something that we need to look into. I don't know. But yeah, different formats. Yeah, I think I think we can have more of that. Like we have more of the elimination, right? That's what you're trying to say. So I think we can have more of the the variation of formats. Yeah. Like you say, that's, that, that, that will give a bigger dimension to all the different tournaments lah. So, so that kind of makes sense to me as well. Did, did you so, find out about the ultimate tennis showdown by Morotaglu? Did you hear about that? I have. Yeah, I so have. He, he was actually tr- he is actually ta- trying to tackle personally this problem that we are talking about, which is viewership. He thinks mm. that it's because of the formats, the scoring system that is very boring. Like people don't mm. want to watch. I mean, statistically, yeah. we all know that about 60 to 70% of the points ends within like three or four shots rally. So that means that maybe 30 to 40% of the points are aces. Man, would you want to watch that? That's just damn boring, bro. I mean, it's a double, it could be a double four or an ace, whatever it is, right? But that, that's nothing to watch. Yeah, that, bro, it could be a let too. It could be a let too, man. Yeah, so that's that's kind of boring. Lah. But I mean, of course, that's something that's part of the game. But what Patrick Mortaglou was trying to do was uh, he, he kind of changed it to be a bit like a basketball thing. Something like you got four quarters or something and then you just play... 10 minutes, then see who gets the most point, you win the quarter, you win the set, and then you need to win like a couple of sets or something like that. So he really mixed it up and he got the pros to play. I mean, like uh, Sitsipas played it. Uh, who's that? Uh, Benoit, Benoit Pair played it. I think Chapeau played it as well. So it kind of worked, but uh, I mean, the format was a little bit confusing, but I think it's fantastic that there's someone out there who's trying, who, who identified this problem and is trying to solve it on his own. Yes, I, I I mean, I'm glad you brought it up as well. I think what he's trying to do, Patrick, uh, is great. I think 
uh, whether it's good, whether it's going to be successful or not is another thing. But I'm glad that someone is taking a different approach and trying something different for our sport. You know, and I think that's important. You know, it's all your you. We should always be in a constant state of innovation, and I think that's what he's doing. Uh, and probably one of the reason why he's a very well branded tennis coach, and probably a lot of people know him lah. So I think that's great. I think, but of course, then it goes down to support, right? So whatever he's doing with the UTR isn't really sanctioned by our international tennis federation you know so that's another factor you know i don't know i you know i don't know and i don't want to get into the politics of it i don't know whether itf is saying no simply because it's not their idea i don't know or maybe they have their own through the whole wtn right the world tennis number so maybe that's something they're trying to push that will help keep people interested in the sport not sure about viewership but probably engage you in match play la, at yeah. every level you know so that's that's kind of different but um i don't know how that would change tournaments uh I, I look forward to seeing that you know from the itf standpoint but utr the universal tennis rating is interesting but i think they need more support yeah. for it to be successful it's interesting you know um but yeah like you said it could be a little bit confusing unless you're you know the kind of person that watch very like different sports or even basketball where, where where we have four quarters and you can understand that kind of format and stuff no it's funny funny because um we played uh pickleball right yeah and then the scoring format was badminton right oh. and i got no idea what's going on remember that's that's, that's <laughs> even worse man that's very very <laughs> tough yeah, yeah so yeah you made you you brought up a good point man yeah so ryuto um with that uh i'm gonna have to ask you this like in your own words right do you think tennis viewership uh is dying yes or no or is it an ace for or something that we need to do well uh no man uh i think we i think one of the statistics that i haven't mentioned was the average age of viewers is going up so we're looking at average age of like 50 or 60. That's very, very high. So that means yeah. our young kids are not watching. So that means in another 10 years time, we are going to be in a lot of trouble. And so tennis viewership is definitely dying if the average age is going up. It doesn't matter how many people are tuning in. But if the average age is going up, I, I tell you, that is a big problem. Right? I think people younger than me should start watching tennis, which I know they are not. Yeah. yeah, so uh, with, with that, right, uh, I'm going to uh, evaluate the uh, stakeholder, which is ITF and tournament organizers. So I think ITF should figure out this problem. And for that, they are absolute fault. Because this is definitely a problem that they need to solve. So that's a fault right there. For tournament organizers, well, look, I'm going to give them a let because... I get that money is important. You know, I mean, they, they run tournaments and they point big bucks. So I understand that is a business side of things. So I'm going to let it slide a little bit and give them a let. Right. But that does not mean that they are not responsible for how we are. I mentioned just now that tournaments need to explore different formats. You know, yeah. whether it's whatever Moratablu did or time-based format that Fodawus was talking about or, or 
maybe just run the clock for one hour and you guys must play and see uh, how many points you guys can score with a tiebreak format serving, I mean the tiebreak serve kind of format. I don't know. But I think that tournaments, tournament uh, organizers need to start, uh, you know, wait, like experimenting with some things and not just leave it to the exhibition matches. So yeah, that, that's my take. What's yours, man? Um, yeah, I mean, if we're evaluating ITF, firstly, uh, I don't know. I, I won't, I'll reserve my comment on them. Uh, mainly because I think um, tournament organizers can do more. Uh, and I feel that they're not. And I feel that they're sticking to the status quo. Maybe they're, they're still trying to re-engage and continually engage the 50-plus age group you mentioned, but that's very high. You know, to give you a little basic perspective here, I teach a lot of junior development players, right? A lot of them don't watch tennis, bro. Yeah, I mean. That's sad, and it's true. It's, I mean, you ask them who's the top player. They don't know anybody, man. They don't know. They, they, if they say Federer, Nadal or Djokovic, that's a very good day. Ah. That's a very good day, no? Yeah. If I say Naomi Asaka, wow, I'll be very impressed also. Yeah, man. If I say Serena Williams, Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, they'll be like, huh? What? You know, so it's, it's, it's sad because it's not how I grew up. It's not how you grew up as well. Yeah. You know, and you know, it goes down to how we're going to engage them. You know, we talked about eSport playing a bigger role in tennis, right? Yeah. Last, last week. And I feel that uh, tennis organizers need to do something about it. If they, because they're the one organizing, they have the stats. They have to come up to ITF and say, look, we need to change something. We need to change the rules. And yeah. for that, for that, I'm going to say it's an absolute fault as well. Damn, you, you harsh, man. Very, bro. I'm looking forward to the tournament you organize, man. Yeah, bro. My tournament I organize is every ball you hit, you get $10,000, bro. Bro, then, then you won't get viewers, bro. you just get a lot of players, man. Everybody will just sign up. Yeah, but that's how it works, right? Because it's so exciting, everybody. It's like the Subaru challenge, right? Where everyone oh. put the hand in the car. It's exciting, bro. I just put the hand there, everybody, bro. You win a car, bro. And a yeah. car is very, very expensive in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, the more I talk about it, right, the more I find that this topic is very depressing. Uh, because, I mean, our statistics are telling us that it's a bad thing. It's dying. I mean, numbers are dropping. Interest yeah. is falling in terms of watching. Maybe not playing, but I, I would like to think that they are related. So, like, yeah, it, it's, it's very tough for me. Like, when you say it, and then when it hits home even harder when you're asking your own players, your own students, like, Hey, you watched the US Open Finals, like, what? What's a Grand Slam? What's a... Well, they don't know anything. So, and I mean, they, they imagine that there is a world best player, but they don't even know who that is. I'm just like, okay, you want to be the yeah. best player in the world, but you don't know who you're trying to surpass. I'm like, yeah. that, that's, that's a bit interesting, but it's, it's definitely sad when like they don't know who the, who's out there or they have not watched a tennis match. So, yeah, man. Yep, yep. What? Something needs to be done. La. Something yeah. needs to be done. So, I mean, I, I scared uh, we, we continue this any further. We, we both might fall into depression, uh, bro. So, we better call I'm it a night. Trying in the podcast, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Who was crying about tennis viewership here? Yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with that... I was crying my make for good viewership, but no. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't cry every week. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, with, with that, right, I guess uh, let's, let's try to conclude and wrap up this week. Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's, there are difficult topics that we want to talk about as well. And, like, I mean, I'm always happy to have a discussion about all these kind of things, whether, you know, something that's fun like esports or something that's a little bit more serious that we need to address, like tennis viewership. So, I mean, uh, the most important thing is uh, we always want to thank everyone who's been, you know, tuning in, joining us uh, for the past few weeks. I mean, your viewership means a lot to us as well. So, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us and I guess we hope to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. Good night.